Welcome into the Leadership Legacy Podcast, where we interview influential leaders, learn the why, and how they turn their passions into progress that set them on the path to leaving their legacy. Leadership Legacy Podcast. This is your host, Tony Oravet. I'm sitting here with the president of Cutting Edge Lawn Service, Jamie Brady. Jamie, thanks so much for taking some time out of your busy day to, to sit down with me. Well, no problem. Thanks for coming out. Man, this is, a, this is a great location for those who don't know what Cutting Edge Lawn Service does or where they're located, located out on Society Hill Road. Uh, it's an awesome location here. Um, they got some rainbow play systems out here as well. Uh, so if you're looking for a, a play set for your kid, you should definitely come check them out. Um, but I wanted to get to know Jamie from uh, from not necessarily not necessarily the business side, but just um, just learn more about Jamie and, and where he grew up and what, why did he want to get this into this landscaping business, uh, which is probably more than just landscaping, and we'll get into that later. So. Um, Jamie, again, thank you so much. You've been in business for 16 years? That's right. Yeah, 16 years is past March. Awesome. Well, before we get too much into the business side, uh, tell us a little bit about your story. Where did you grow up? Uh, where did your love of landscaping and just outdoors come from? Well, I was born in a small town called Marion, Alabama, um, on, a, on a dairy farm. Okay. So, but I moved here at the age of seven or eight. So Auburn's home. This is when anybody asks, this is where I'm from. Mm -hmm. Um, So with that being said, from a farm, hard work. I mean, that's all I really saw. So Mm -hmm. uh, I really get my work ethic straight from my my dad. Mm -hmm. You know, seeing that just on a farm, it's nothing but hard work. Yeah. So uh, I've always I've always loved the outdoors outside. Just uh, always kind of taking a an eye to it and mm-hmm. and love love things looking right in in my word, you know, mm-hmm. just looking like they should. Yeah, yeah. I remember growing up as a kid, my dad would always ask me to to weed the flower beds or to cut the grass, and if the stripe wasn't perfect, that's right. Or if there was one little weed in the flower bed. He made me go back and do it again. That's right. And he always told me, do it right the first time, and you won't have to do it again. It's all about the details. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's that really is it's a lot about the details, and that's, that's what can really make, uh, make from job to job, it really stand out. Yeah, exactly. Well, how did you get, uh, how did you come across uh, this job? How did you decide that you wanted to start uh, Cutting Edge? Well, I was uh, graduated high school, like a lot of other high school kids, cut cut grass in high school for the neighbors, you know, ride the mower down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, after, you know, high school and college, doing the same thing. Then I was actually working for a smaller landscape company here in Auburn. That just kind of didn't work out. That company kind of went away. And uh, I kind of had to figure out what I was going to do. While I was still in school at that point in time, I was at Southern Union, didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I was just taking kind of my core classes. So um, 
I really got a loan from my parents, went out and got some equipment and said, well, I know I can do this at least to get me through college. Mm -hmm. um, so I kept doing that. I got all my core classes out of the way and had to make a decision of what I want to major in because it was time to move to Auburn. Mm -hmm. I liked what I was doing, so I said, all right, let's go with uh, horticulture and landscape design. So I uh, full steam ahead, mm -hmm. I went for that. And uh, two years into that, you know, we were probably had three crews at that point in time while I was a senior in class, Man. you know, sitting there sending text messages to crews and, you know, taking classes, coming in and out of class, going back to work. Mm -hmm. You know, I had I had some good help and got good guys with me, you know, mm -hmm. along the way that, that made it work. Yeah. Um it was it was interesting. It was tough. I wouldn't I would I don't know if I would suggest it mm -hmm. for everybody and say it was the right thing to do, but it was uh it was nice to when when I got done with school I was you know, I had something really going good. Yeah. It's the definition of grinding. Right. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, you're in school trying to get a degree, but you're also, you know, you're not you're not waiting. You're you're right. out there. You're grinding, and I think a lot of people that start a business don't realize that it's going to take hard work. It's not just going to be, hey, you know, open up a business and let's go for it. Sometimes sometimes that works out for for some people, right. but they probably already have some influence somewhere else. That's right. But a lot of people don't don't value hard work anymore. They don't. They don't. A lot of people, and then you know, even in our field now, that that graduate that I've interviewed in the past, you know, they expect just to get out of college and you know come in and take my job, you mm -hmm. know, and, and not actually work in the field or or learn. And that's I, I just I don't think that's how it needs to be. I mean, you kind of really need to learn all aspects mm -hmm. of everything that we do. Yeah. So it's uh, it's definitely. Uh, definitely different yeah I think it's a good aspiration for people to want right out of college to you know to be successful and to do their own thing or to go work for a company and just you know jump in be a manager or upper management but that experience that people need because a lot of the stuff you learn in school is is the theory behind that's right what you're gonna do you don't unless you're you know unless you're privileged or you have this awesome you know ability to go into an internship where you're hands-on right. learning the business it's really hard to you, you learn a lot in classroom no no doubt about it I, I mean I wouldn't change that at all you know finishing and getting my degree but what you learn out out in the field you, you can't replicate that in the classroom exactly yeah exactly well we talked you talked a little bit about having those people that were working for you while you're in college and you were you were you just grinding um, and now the people that have come along with you and that you're you're working with now, what do you look for when you're interviewing an employee? Do you are there are there specific things, specific traits that you're looking for, and say somebody that's going to come cut grass, or somebody that's going to help you install a large installation? Yeah, I mean, and there are you know our company's really split up. We've got a install side and the maintenance side, and. Um, it's kind of funny how the guys that do maintenance really don't want anything to do with, you know, using a shovel. They, mm -hmm. they, they don't want to install plants or sod, and it's vice versa. The other guys, they don't want to do any maintenance mm -hmm. because the maintenance is more of a repetition. It's the same day every day, mowing properties. Mm -hmm. um, so you can kind of fill, fill those people out your interview and see if they have a preference or mm -hmm. more experience on one side versus the other. But... Uh, Definitely, in this this day and age, 
hiring and finding employees that want to work outside and actually get their hands dirty and do what we do is the hardest part of our job yeah and uh that yeah that i mean that's that's the easiest way to put it i yeah. mean if we if we could probably be twice as big really if mm-hmm. we you know the employees were there yeah that wanted to do it yeah because i mean you know it's 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 perfect working outside right now sure. and it's 80 degree. I mean, it's May. A couple of weeks ago, it was in the 40s. That's now right. it's been consistently 80 degrees. But and you try to sit down, and when you're interviewing people, go through that whole thing, go through the year, and say, you know, it's it's gonna be a hundred, you know, or it's gonna be 20, and we're still gonna be working. You know, can you yeah. handle it? And you 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 within the first week, you'll know if yeah. they can handle it. Yeah. Um, but it is very tough. Yeah, and we just try to find people that you know everybody here is gonna is gonna kind of start at, at a level. It just kind of depends on your experience, but you're gonna start and work your way up, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of how I've always done it and how I think it's right. I don't really want to bring a lot of people in and and put them over above people that are already here. Exactly. Um, I want people to start and work their way up and stay stay here and see that there's room for advancement, and uh, so. That's that's kind of how we try to try to go about that. That's awesome. What what drives you to to get up every day and you know I know that you're having worked up at your house now, so you have to travel in from out of town right, right now. Right. Um, what drives you to get up every day and come to work? Those customers that really appreciate what we do. Mm-hmm. You know that that we finish a job and we'll walk up or you know see them out somewhere that'll just i mean literally they'll come give you a big hug Mm -hmm. or uh you know almost start crying or just you know just talk about how much they love what you did and all i mean that's that's why what we do it i mean Mm -hmm. i i love that part of it i i I love the actual the design installation and the maintenance side of it like keeping a property looking like it should Mm -hmm. Um, I just I, I really like keeping the landscape properly maintained mm-hmm. and and the installation side of it too is you know doing things right the first time and, and doing it how it how it should be mm-hmm. and not not cutting corners and and uh, you know you, you've got to work with certain customers on that certain customers that appreciate that mm-hmm. um, but the ones that do and you know get to get to know us and, and work with us, they appreciate that and pretty much, you know, usually trust us with anything. Yeah. You know, and don't know that they don't have to worry about anything and we're yeah. gonna take care of it. That's the huge thing I think in, in any kind of service industry is trust. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, we'll talk about customer service in a little bit, but you know, just allowing the for the customer to be able to trust you on a, you know, whether it's, you know, coming every week to cut their grass or putting in irrigation, or putting in a, you know a rock feature, or whatever right. it is, uh, they're spending a, a substantial amount of money, and sure. the trust that they have in you, and and the just the customer relationship, and you know just always communicating with them, right. you know really helps solidify that, and That's they right. usually become a customer for life. They do, yeah. And like you said, communication. If you're upfront about everything, you know from the from the start, and let them know you know everything that's going to go on, the process how long it's going to take, you know, that the day you're going to start, when you think it's going to finish, just know 
from the get-go, you know, letting them know everything. And if you know something's not going to happen, you know, on this date, don't tell them that just because you think that's what they want to hear. Yeah. I'm all about just being upfront, honest. Even if I know that's not what they want to hear, mm-hmm. in the end, I know they're going to be happier hearing that than versus me having to tell them something else later on. Yeah. You know, and and then get them getting upset then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're big on just honesty and, and doing what we say we're going to do when we're going to do it yeah. and you know and keeping our word yeah so that so some of those some of those the honesty and, and com- clear communication kind of goes into the next question I have with, which is what principles have have helped you personally in your life and in the and in business on the business side of things it's definitely the the honesty customer service um trying to have a good group of guys that you take care of them as good as you can as well as you can um so they do the same in return for you Mm -hmm. um and and do do their best job and have them take pride in their work you know we we try to take a lot of pride in everything we do so i mean when you ride around town i mean you we see our work all day every day that's that's been done last week or 10 years ago yeah and and uh you want those guys to feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, on a personal level, it's uh, the same thing, except except being surrounded by a good group of guys is being surrounded by a good family. Mm-hmm. I mean, it started with, you know, my like I said, my my dad with the work ethic. Mm-hmm. My mom's helped me out a ton here at, at work, and then now with my wife Callie and our uh, daughter Lily, mm-hmm. um, she's supportive in every way she can be she knows there's long days Mm -hmm. and uh there's good days and bad days the bad days you bring work home she has to hear about it deal with it listen to it and she uh she helps me out there too for sure and and listens to a lot of a lot of stuff she probably doesn't care to yeah so so there's a lot of people to uh that are behind the scenes yeah that that have helped with this too for sure yeah having a strong support system with your family is, is so important uh, where you know your family is either the ones that are going to be the benefactors of your success or they're going to be the ones that are being hurt by that success that's right whether you know if you have a long day but then you can you can bring it home from you can leave it at work and come sure. home that's great but there are going to be days like you said yeah when stuff comes home yeah and um you know that's that's a fact of life and having having a strong support structure right. at home and and an understanding wife and a wife that takes care of the home and takes care of the kids that's while right. you're out working um it's so important it's very true you're very right about that for sure and then I, I mean I couldn't do it here too without I mean a couple guys, um, both Philip and Matt that you know that take care of they're kind of over one side like I said the company is split kind of in the maintenance and uh, the install side mm-hmm. and they uh, they definitely have both have their plates full too and 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 take a lot off me also so yeah. it's definitely about trying to surround yourselves with the right people everywhere. Both, both here and and at home. Yeah. Well, I'm sure in installation or even in maybe in maintenance um, or even in life, you've come across a maybe an install that went wrong or oh, yeah. something in your life that man we didn't you know I uh, can't believe that happened. 
Um, and it all kind of ties around to the word failure. So what's failure can be can be a bad word to some people, or it can be a it can kind of be a, a word that you embrace to look for a deeper meaning behind the why. So what does failure mean to you? Failure means really that you didn't learn from many different things, from a mistake, from something that went wrong. If I got, I used to have, uh, and I still have it now in my office at home on, on the wall. It's a framed quote that says, "Success is um, hard work, preparation, and learning from failure." Yeah, and that that can be more true. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, failure is not you know failure is not a word that people want to really talk about. You don't want to think think about failure, mm-hmm. but any true business person is gonna lie to you if they say they haven't experienced failure. Yeah, I mean we experience it all the time. It's just how you handle it. Yeah, and and tackle it and and go about trying to avoid that specific kind of failure again. Because mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna have failure again. Um, you just try to not have that yeah. whatever caused that one. It's almost like failure is kind of the stepping stone to success. Sure. Oh, yeah. If you don't let, if you don't learn from your failures, you're just going to continue to fail and continue to fail. Right. You may continue to fail anyway, but if you're learning from those and trying something else that didn't work, okay, let's try this way. That's what I tell my guys still to this day. I say, you know, you've got to keep learning. I say, I personally learn something every day, mm-hmm. and and you just you have to, you know, mm-hmm. if you're not learning, you're failing. You know, yeah. you you really are. So customer service. And on the maintenance side, I'm sure is is huge, but I'm sure customer service is huge on the install side, just as a business, right? Uh, as a whole, what are some of the skills that you've learned over time that kind of help you deal with an angry customer who sometimes maybe they are wrong, but maybe sometimes they're right. Maybe they're not just they're they're not just not happy. There's nothing that you're going to be able to do to make them happy. How how have you had to deal with that in the past? Like you just said, sometimes there's just some that no matter what, mm-hmm. you're you're not gonna make happy, and that's the trickiest ones to learn learn really how to to handle. Mm-hmm. And every one of those is definitely gonna be different, mm-hmm. and um, you just kind of have to see what that situation is. Yeah, um, customer service is definitely the biggest the biggest thing in any business. Mm-hmm. is taking care of customers because if you don't have them you don't have a business exactly um, so that that is one of the things that we we try and try to be at the top of our game on and if somebody you know if there's an issue that we address it right then as soon as possible um, a, a lot of the time it, it's funny because we see a lot of the time when people have bad days mm-hmm we get we catch a lot of that mm-hmm. um it, it could be something something very tiny um but if somebody comes home and they've had a bad day and if if we've been in their yard doing something and maybe have you know just missed something or forgot to do one little blow off something or something you know to, to them because of that bad day it, it blows up into you know the worst thing that could ever have happened yeah when any normal day with that same person 
you know, they would say we're the the best thing that's ever happened to them. We take so much stress off their plate, mm -hmm. and it would never been an issue. So we we catch a lot of that too, and it's just knowing knowing how to handle it, trying to get people to calm down a little bit and give us the time to fix it. Yeah, and we'll we will we will work as hard as we can to try to fix it right away. Yeah, but we just have to have that opportunity. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people that um, are in are emotionally upset about something else. Like you said, a lot of it's a lot of it's nothing to do with you or your service. It's something that's been affected that's them right. and you. Right. You know, having that discernment and being able to think through it and to you know really. To you know, to be there face to face is huge. But right. if you can, if if nothing else, a phone call right. saying, "Hey, look, you know, we're we're sorry you're upset. Right. We're gonna make it right. Sure. You know, and the next day that person's probably gonna come back and say, "Look, you know, I blew yeah. it way out of exactly. proportion." Exactly. Most times, the next day, if it can carry over to the next day, we'll get an apology out of them or say they'll say, "Hey, you know, that was no problem. I appreciate you taking care of it. Everything's fine." Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean it's, it's customer service. You just gotta you got to go above and beyond. Yeah. Whatever you think you're doing, just try a little bit more. And on those people that you just cannot make happy, that's just the customer you don't want. You just have yeah. to nicely, as you can, walk away. Yeah. And, and you know, say, well, you know, I, I'm sorry, but you know, I don't think we're a good fit. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, somebody said to me one time that my, that's, that's not your customer. Right. You know, I mean, there are there are different customers for different businesses, and you know, somebody may have a certain budget, and you know, if you can't meet that, if you can't work in their budget, you can't work in their budget, and that person needs to go to somebody else. That's and right. being able to also then help that person say, look, you know, I can't take on your business at this cost, but I know somebody who can. Sure. Maybe somebody that's just starting out, you know, yep. and being able to to you know to delegate and redirect. Yeah. Uh, you know that that opportunity to somebody else who's also working hard and it just goes back to being the, the honesty thing to them you know mm -hmm. being honest and saying you know I just I don't think we're a good fit you know up front you know this isn't going to work um, and apologize for anything that's happened and they're still trying to make it right any way possible and then at that point when everything's fine and square then you know just everybody kind of shake hands and, and go their own direction yeah well what's been the hardest thing going back 16 years starting out besides you know being in class and and texting and sure. and you know trying to run the business from school as well what's been the what's been the hardest thing for you in, in starting and then running the business day to day so going back all the way to the beginning so i was in college so all i got all the time was you're too young Mm -hmm. So there was plenty of time. I mean, I tried to, I tried to hide my age. I tried to, I would, you know, I would be between classes going to, to very big bid meetings, bid openings. Didn't want anybody there to know I was in college. You know, yeah. that was the last thing I wanted anybody to know. Yeah. So, I mean, it was kind of funny to try to hide that a little bit. I mean, of course, some, some people knew that we worked for and those people actually appreciated it you know yeah. actually seeing somebody of our our age at that point in time working hard yeah. and being a go-getter so um, because at that point in time it was already kind of starting where you you know people at that age aren't working hard mm -hmm. or only a few so that that definitely probably the first i don't know five six years you you would get you know you're too young or too small of a business 
and you know you just kind of you went with it you know and it kind of it did nothing but just light a fire under me really and yeah. motivate me to just all right i'll show you yeah just just wait yeah. and watch yeah you know and and now a lot of those people you know we do work for or have in the past or you know done big jobs and all that mm-hmm. so and 16 years later we're still here you know so that was definitely back in the day a big hurdle was yeah. just being young and, and, and the age because you 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 don't think about it but you're judged you know you're, mm-hmm. you're judged for that exactly um so and then just uh from that point time just growing you know getting out of college and then just really having having full steam ahead just growing at a rapid almost borderline reckless you know Mm -hmm. and it's really fine line when you know at that point in time it was before i had a family so i mean it was just everything was 110 percent the business so um there's the fine line where you know you're getting close to growing too fast yeah um so that was a fine line to try to not cross but just to keep growing you know Mm -hmm. at a steady pace and then you really just to get to you know where we were probably three or four years ago and try to we honestly try to just stabilize but we continue still to keep keep growing at a steady rate now Mm -hmm. a lot that we can control a lot better yeah and a lot more comfortable with so I mean, remember, that's kind of really, for the 16 years, what we've had to go through is really growth the whole way, and then, uh, again, you'll go back to the same, you know, the, the hiring and the, the employment. Yeah. It's still, you know, it's always been just tough. Yeah. Tough, it's to, tough find. to find good people. That it want, is. That want to work hard. and Want to work hard work. and work outside, you know. Yeah. Yeah, work, working hard is one, and working outside in 110 degrees, sure. I mean, 98 percent humidity. You know, so if you think it's hot right now, you you don't you don't need to apply. Yeah, you don't need to fill out an application. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, man. Yeah, and I think growth too, and that's that's kind of been a, a thing for me. Even Par has been in business since 2004, but it's always been a side business for me. Sure. And, you know, having a full-time job all the time and working, you know, 70, 80-hour weeks for the last 14 years, right. trying to be responsible and trying to do it myself to a point to where it was either going to have to shut down or I was going to have to go full-time sure. I was going to have to hire people. And the growth is the trickiest part because you don't want to say no to anybody. You, I mean, when you're just starting, right. you need as much revenue right. as possible. That's right. And if you don't watch it, you'll say yes to too many people, and then you'll have 15, 20 projects going right. on. And, and it's funny now how that works out because where we're at now on, on how many times we actually do say no. Yeah. You know, and, and it we're so blessed to be able to do do that you know and and saying it sometimes it, it, it you know it makes you almost sound arrogant but you're not you're not trying to come across that as all as you say a no because you want to give the customers that you do have 110 percent still yeah you know because if you keep just saying yes you you you're going to start cutting corners somewhere yeah Quality's and the, that's down. the last thing i ever want to do yeah so you, at some point in time, you you have to say no, and you just have to know which ones which ones to say no to. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's a tricky part too. You may have, you may be talking with a huge developer or something sure. that wants you to do all the landscaping. And it's like, 
you know, we can't we can't right. throw twenty of our people with this for six months. We've got all these other customers. Right. Um, or maybe, hey, we can't do it right now. Right. You know, give us give us a few months or a year, and we can, you know, plan for these people That's to right. come in. And, and and you after so many years, you kind of fill it out. You know, you know, with with certain jobs and how things are going to go. If if new development, yeah, it may be a ton of quantity, but not mm-hmm. a lot of quality, not a lot of. You know they're gonna shorten the budget and all that instead of if you do more custom stuff for homeowners so um, you just kind of got to know and pick and choose what what you want to work on where you want to work who you yeah. want to work for and, and focus on that and, and go and that's kind of kind of what we're you know the last couple of years we've been trying to really do yeah focus um, on quality not saying yes I mean, I mean, not yeah, not saying yes. I had a conversation this morning with uh, somebody that had come to do an estimate for some painting, um, and you know, he he asked, you know, what's the, you know, what are the most important things that, you know, what are the most important things to you that you want to get out of this process? And I was like, well, price, right, <laughs> and quality, right, you know, um, and he said, you know, he his company doesn't like to work with new new homes because of the builder grade and you know you're you're forced into having to use builder grade material and stuff and it's just not the quality is not there and he goes um he he really likes you know working on homes that are established right you know because they can come in there use the paints they want to use and and show the quality and so i thought that was i thought that was interesting um that you know you would think any business would want to do as much business as possible but like you said not everybody's your customer not everybody you don't need to do business with everybody that's right um because it's a quick way to fail and yeah. to, if you don't right. run from that quickly you could shut doors real sure. quick sure yeah and a lot of people don't realize that and they'll you know just say yes 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 and if you don't know your numbers and everything you say yes 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 and you just start you know you're what I call it is, just, you know, money's coming in, but you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're, you're taking money from this job to pay for your next one, but when the last one stops, what do you have? You know, yeah. do you have do you have money to pay for anything else? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just you 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 gotta gotta know know your stuff. Yeah, it's not sure. just going out and performing a service. It's uh man, yeah, it's a lot, and that's something that I'm learning now even you know bringing on five or six people to work for you right that's a lot of that's a lot of payroll you yeah. got to meet every month right and you know having all those projects lined up but having those people work on that project right money from that project not mm-hmm. rob peter pay paul right. that's a delicate balance right um and uh it I mean it's fun though it's it's fun learning and um it's fun you know seeing seeing what a, a team like that sure. can do oh, not yeah. just yourself right so. And you, you know that. Um, so somebody was getting into the landscaping business. What advice would you give them? They're just starting out. Grow slow. Control your growth. Don't say yes to everybody. I know, I know that's easier said than done. You're going to want to say yes to everybody. You're going to want to... Well, I can do it for cheaper than this guy. Don't don't be the cheap guy. You know, don't mm-hmm. just don't say yes to everybody. Yeah, um, it'll it'll catch up to you in the end. You'll then you won't be able to get to things. Then you'll start having customers be upset with you for taking too long because you said yes to too many people when you don't have the the crew size, the equipment, and everything to get things done in a timely manner to keep caught up. Um, 
But yeah, just grow, grow slow and at a pace you can control. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the, the number one thing. Um, and then, you know, if you start growing and um, just try, try your best, but good luck, but try to surround yourself with good, good employees. Mm-hmm. That, that'll be the, the trickiest part, trickiest part of it. That is, I mean, you know, contracting out work and stuff like that, you know, of, you can, you can, you can sometimes have a gut feeling on somebody that's a good gut feeling mm-hmm. and that person doesn't work out. And sure. sometimes you can be like, oh, I don't know, but I need some help. Right. And that person ends up working for you sure. for a long time. And so, yep. you know, knowing the, knowing who you are as a person and being able to, you know, the values you have, whether it's work ethic, it's, you know, it's, uh, whatever value it is religion i mean just you know family everything if you can you know try to surround yourself with people um outside of business and in business that are are the same kind of values you have it's going to be a a lot at least a lot easier to communicate with them when something does go wrong or something happens where they didn't meet that expectation that's right very true um okay so i got one last question for you um at the end of your life when it's time, when it's time to leave this earth, as you look down on your family and your friends and your community, what do you want them to remember you by? What do you want your legacy to be? It's deep. <laughs> yeah. The first thing I would want that would be said was that I was a uh, good father, husband, and son, for sure. And then just a you know, overall, a good person, a good boss, just overall good person, really. Um, someone that took pride in everything he did, um, enjoyed enjoyed what he did, um, loved his family, loved his job most days. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough some days. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jamie... Thank you so much uh, again for your time. Thanks for having me out here on this lovely property. I know you're slam busy and taking 45 minutes out of your day uh, can be uh, can be a little hectic sometimes. Oh, yeah, so, no I mean, I appreciate it so much. No problem. Thanks for coming out. Thanks. Hey, this is your host, Tony Oravet of the Leadership Legacy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this past episode. It would mean the world to me if you would go and rate this podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. Thank you.